Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. Today we're doing episode 21, The Rise of Racism and Anti-Semitism in America Today. So I just wanted to uh, bring this to the forefront of people's attention because on social media lately, I've just been seeing a lot of racism and anti-Semitism. So let's define that really quick. The definition of racism is the belief that different races possess distinct characteristics, abilities, or qualities, especially as to make them inferior or superior to another race. That means, based on the color of someone's skin, I think either good things about them or bad things about them. Either one is racism. So if I am a black power or white supremacist person, and I think that black people deserve power that is racist because I am distinguishing certain characteristics about someone or abilities just because of the color of their skin. Same thing with white supremacy. If I think that white people should be supreme, should hold positions in government, whatever those feelings are about that race, then I am racist for ascribing the feelings of superiority to that particular race. It has nothing to do with power or whether or not someone is a minority. All races are capable of racism. Anyone who makes a judgment purely based on the color of someone's skin. Now, anti-Semitism is specifically racism directed against Jewish people. So it's hostility or prejudice against Jewish people. So that is that one side of racism that people typically see is that you condemn someone or hate someone or treat them badly, uh, not the superiority complex. Anti-Semitism is specifically bad, whereas racism in general can be good or bad as far as I think something about someone's skin color. Now, let's look at some Bible verses that mention different races, uh, just to start getting into it a little bit. Uh, number one, Moses, one of the fathers of the Jewish people, married an Ethiopian in Numbers chapter 12. The people, even the people closest to Moses, spoke against his marriage to this black woman, and God got angry at them for it and said it was okay. So interracial marriage has always been a thing in the Bible that it's allowed uh, because that was a Jew with an Ethiopian. So the olive skinned versus the black skinned person, right? Then in uh, Matthew chapter one, this one is, should make it clear to anyone who follows Jesus Christ, who believes in Christianity is in Jesus's genealogy. It includes several interethnic marriages Tamar was a Canaanite and Ruth was a Moabitess. Bathsheba was probably a Hittite because she was married to Uriah the Hittite. Um, so the point is that these foreign women that are mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus shows that Jesus was of mixed lineage. He was not just a Jew. Then in the book of Romans, Paul wrote specifically to the Gentile churches to let them know that they are equal in the eyes of God. If you read through the entire book, there are many references to Jews versus Gentiles. And real quick, a Gentile is just basically anyone who's not a Jew, so not of Jewish ethnic origin, right? 
So when he's writing a special book for the Gentiles, that's to white people, black people, yellow people, red people. And it clearly states that everyone is equal in the eyes of God. There are no special privileges for the Jews over the Gentile. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God came to Abraham and picked him. And he said, quote, Get thee out of thy country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. That's huge. So here God is picking Abraham that became the Jewish tribes, okay, the 12 tribes of the Jews. And he's saying, get out of your home country, go to a foreign country. That's kind of huge too, because we're talking different races, different nationalities as well. All right. And then God says, number one, I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you. So this goes to the promises of him being a great nation and his people being blessed or cursed, right? Or the people who bless them or curse them. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This is a reference to Jesus Christ coming, the Messiah, to save the whole world, not just the Jews. So again, racial, nationality, everything is encompassed here that Jesus Christ is going to bless every race, every nation. So this is part of the equality that the Bible teaches, right? Uh, then you can go a little bit further. Like, I don't know how many, it was like 400 years or so into the future in Exodus 12, verse 38. And the Jews were leaving Egypt. So they had been slaves in Egypt. And as they left, verse 38 says, a mixed multitude went up also with them. They were accepting people of mixed races. Egyptians that believed in their God, many other slaves or lower class people in Egypt saw this as an opportunity to get out and escape, and they went with the Jews. So it was not just Jews that left Egypt in the book of Exodus. So that is a very interesting thing that a lot of people miss. Um, sometimes the Bible calls it the, the sojourner with you, the people that went with you that were not of Jewish origin. Then uh, here's a big one, which I, I don't know how many people know this, but uh, Song of Solomon, Sol uh, Song of Solomon, chapter one, verse five. This is a quote from one of his wives. She says, I am black, but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. Look not on me because I am black. Here, one of the great men of faith in the Bible, Solomon, married a black woman and she's saying, don't just look at me because I'm black. Look at me because of my love for Solomon. And she continues to talk about her character as well as describing her physical attributes. So that's huge that one of the kings of Israel married a black woman. So when you talk about uh, freedom and equality in the Bible, it's very prevalent from Genesis all the way to Revelations that it is a book of equality. And here's an interesting note. In 1807, a British publisher, Lawn Gilbert of London, for the Society for the Conversion of Negro Slaves, printed a redacted version of the Bible called the Slave Bible. Just Google it. They wanted to teach slaves to read, which the Bible was used for that, but it was heavily edited to remove all stories of freedom, like the exodus of God's people from Egypt. 
and instead emphasized obedience only. So this is huge. They made a Bible for black people to try and teach them that God loves you, but you need to be obedient. Your place is as a slave, right? This was done in Great Britain. The Christian Bible contains 66 books. This slave Bible only contained pieces of 14 of those books. Those were the only pieces of the Bible that did not talk about equality. Pieces of 14 out of the 66 books. This means that the vast majority of the Bible clearly teaches equality and freedom. So that's a pretty cool factoid. Just wanted to share that uh, with you. Let's get into the verses that specifically do teach equality. I wanted to point out uh, just three really quick, and there's lots more. You can study it on your own. Just Google those verses and you'll see a lot of uh, different preachers talking about it. Acts 10 verse 28, it says, And he said unto them, You know that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Bam, there it is. Paul is saying, I don't care what your Jewish tradition or law was. God says, no man is merely common or unclean. All people are equal. Acts 10.34 Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all, all nation, all people. God is not a respecter of persons, meaning he does not elevate one person above another, such as only white people or only Jews. God does not do that. And then in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel 16, 7, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And this is quoted several times throughout Scripture. It is very clear that God does not look at appearance, meaning skin color, meaning height, meaning whether you're pretty or ugly. God looks on your heart. God judges people based on their heart, their intents, their desires, their thoughts, their actions, not on the way they look. So the Bible is very clear that God is not a racist God, that God does not elevate one race above another, even the Jews. So that brings in the point of the anti-Semitism that I had mentioned at the beginning. Why is it that anti-Semitism is so bad or so prevalent or led to the Holocaust? Or why is it that the Jews were even chosen, right? So the first thing I want to look at is they were chosen by God. In Genesis 3.15, after Adam and Eve sinned, God promised a Messiah through Eve. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So this was a foreshadowing of the coming Messiah. Who was Eve? Was she a Jew? No, she was the mother of all living. She was the first created woman, which means she had every race in her DNA. That's pretty big. And then Genesis 12, 3, this is, again, the promise to Abraham. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Abraham led to the 12 tribes of the Israel nation, 
And God had chosen them. God chose Abraham specifically and made these promises to him that he would have as many descendants as the sand of the seas and as the stars in heaven, and that God would bless all the families of the earth through him and his nation. So the Jewish nation was chosen. It's promised first to Adam and Eve and then chosen in Abraham. And here's the interesting thing. God had a plan from the beginning to send Jesus Christ to save people from hell. If Jesus was going to be a real human being, he had to have a certain skin color, right? doesn't matter if God chose a black person, a yellow person, whatever. God had to choose somebody. So the point is not that God chose the Jews, but that because Jesus Christ came, all the families of the earth, all the nations, all the skin colors, everybody can be blessed and go to heaven. So in Matthew chapter 1, you see that Jesus Christ was born a Jew. Then you can see in Matthew 27, 1, that he was rejected by the Jews. Quote, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. End quote. The Jews put Jesus to death. He was rejected by them. So when he came back to life, he gave the great commission to his disciples before he went into heaven. In Matthew 28, 19, he said, this is Jesus himself speaking. Go ye therefore and teach all all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Jesus Christ wanted all the nations of the world taught, every race, every tongue, every nation. In Romans, Paul wrote the book to the Gentiles. Chapter 2, verse 10 says, But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile, for there is no respect of persons with God. But here's a very interesting point. God has always worked in the nation of Israel and promises to protect them in the end times, the end of the world. Revelations chapter 7, God specifically chooses 12,000 Jews from each of the 12 tribes to protect them and keep them alive so that they can continue to spread the word of Jesus Christ so that all nations of the world will be blessed. Then in Revelations 12, verse 14, he promises to save them on eagles' wings, again, specifically referring to Jews in that part of the world. The third time he protects them is the Battle of Armageddon. The world comes to take out Israel, and God destroys the armies of the world and saves Israel. And then you look at the thousand-year reign of Christ that is promised in Jerusalem. It's in Jerusalem. God chose the Jews to be the seat of power there. So yes, God definitely chose the Jews through the end of time to be a blessing to the whole world. And because they carry that, that honor of having Jesus Christ as part of their lineage, Jesus Christ was a Jew, then God will also protect them and has a special place for them. So the conclusion to all of this is, number one, God created all humans. All races were in the first couple, Adam and Eve. Their DNA contained what was needed to produce all the different races of the world. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. Number two, racism is 
fiercely anti-Christian. God teaches that we should judge based on words and actions, not on appearance. And the final point would be anti-Semitism is twice as bad. It is both racist and it is specifically targeting God's chosen people. It is a disrespect to God and even ignores the promise that God made to Abraham that I will curse those who curse you. So don't fall into the trap of labeling uh, people of a specific race. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that your race is better than others. And don't take anything too far. There's nothing wrong with having pride in your heritage. There's nothing wrong with having pride in your family. As long as you don't take that too far and become prideful to where you think you are better than somebody else. Remember, God will judge our hearts. Strive to become more Christ-like and that you are not a respecter of persons and you do not judge someone's outward appearance. Until next time, God bless you and have a great day.